Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original Royals of Revenue, the Internet Traffic Kings. We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Cook Father, DiVincenzi, the original Big Fabu, John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney Bennett Kelly. In three, two, one. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Internet Traffic Kings. I'm the big fabu, John Fondy, and we're broadcasting from the studio at UNLV right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And yep, we kind of got a little bit of a jump start here in Nevada, kind of chilled out a little bit now. And, and now we're kind of uh, at the hands of the governor to find out what we're going to do and when we're going to get started back up again and all that stuff. But Las Vegas is open and there's always a place for you here. We'll leave the key under the mat. And so anyway, this, this podcast is, it's not, a, not, it's, it's non ad supported. So it's a generous gift from our executive producer, Kevin DeVincenzi. He's the uh, click father and uh, you can see the show on internet traffickings.com um, or go to apple podcast give us a five-star rating that's going to help us out a lot if you will and uh, we're going to give you some great information and you'll enjoy the show we're also on spotify as well as our youtube channel we'll talk more about that as well which is just getting raving reviews and a lot of people are going to the channel so check it out there's also past issues on there and the who's who of whodom are on those shows as well and uh you're going to want to check those out and bring yourself up to speed as well and uh if you've got questions that you'd like us to answer or special guests that you like you know go ahead and drop us a line at the uh at internet traffickings.com and we'll try to accommodate those wishes as well and uh, it gives me great pleasure right now to introduce our executive producer, he's the click father. He's Kevin DiVincenzi. Kevin, welcome. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, I'm doing awesome, man. I'm okay, doing so awesome. You got, you got my name right the second time, so that's yeah. good. That's good news. First, yeah, right. first time you sounded like the uh, the horse announcer the last time we raced, right? Kevin DiVincenzi. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. And uh, so you were, you were talking about Vegas, so I did see that uh, the governor issued a new mandate on face masks again. So, what changes have you seen? Well, actually, um, he is he is absolutely right. It's like you can't you can't go anywhere without a face mask. And in fact, even here on the campus of, of UNLV, now it's it's not a law. It's one of those okay. things, you know, that that they're just and and it's and it's a good thing. We should be doing it anyway. You know, it's a, right. and uh, so yeah, we wear face masks here at UNLV. Where it's it's mandatory here at UNLV, but we don't even know when we're going to open back up again since this new mandate. But restaurants now are down to fifty percent capacity. Oh, wow. uh, no live shows yet are are, are opening up. Um, there's but there's some casinos. Um, do you remember uh, the Sahara Hotel? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was SLS, and yep. now it's back to Sahara Hotel. Right. I was in there. They don't have any plastic. They don't have. Uh, they got face masks on, but you can you can basically just sit down and, and gamble. And they've got really, you know, every other chair is kind of what the mandate is and stuff like that. So interesting. But, uh, you mentioned before how tough it's going to be on restaurants. You know, with right. limited capacity, and there are people. I mean, there there are people waiting at the turnstile 
for one person out of Vegas, another person coming in. That's how much people want to be here as well. So, wow. um, and uh, I was just in, in uh, California. It was great seeing you as well. When yeah, we for sure. There as well. And, and they're taking a, they're taking a beating there as well. So. Yeah, no. And I think they're going to potentially, I know they shut down the beaches for the holiday yeah. and uh, they're going to potentially stop all not, non-essential travel yet again. So. Yeah, you should probably rent out your deck. Yeah, there you go. Right, <laughs> the deck and the uh, the driveway for RV parking. That's Absolutely. right. That's yeah. right. So anyway, we'll do both. Hey, we did a, um, the the cool thing about this uh, that we don't mention enough is that you know if if we, this information that we that we basically give out, um, you know, if somebody came to you, I mean, you would you could easily charge them a thousand dollars an hour for your, Correct. for your consultation stuff. And so we give them this, give them the experts in this industry. We give them legal, I guess we can't say legal advice, but legal assistance, if you will, yep. uh, with Bennett Kelly every week that he's here. And, uh, and, and you're giving this away for re- for free. You're not, you're yep. not advertising. No, we're just, no, we're just, you. you're just, just you're looking just to help the industry. And the, and the cool thing about it is, is people could just give you a call and you'll chat with them um, about how to yeah. get started, any mm-hmm. challenges that they've had, and and uh, and you really uh, you really got your finger on the pulse of this this whole internet marketing thing. Um, but you've changed, you evolved, you know. From yeah. I've met you, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and you've been making some changes. Why why did you make those changes? Well, you're talking about the recent ones in, in light of COVID or? Well, kind of I've, generally as you well, want. Well, ge- generally, you know, you, I say evolve or die, John. So you have to continually change your business model and change to what the market is. Mm-hmm. And I always want to be ahead of the curve instead of <clears throat> on the downward of the curve. So as long as you're ahead of the curve, you're going to do well. So it's just finding the right opportunities and it's constantly changing. Trends are changing. Um Actually, if you go to Google Trends, it's actually very interesting to look at and just even look day over day, month over month, what's trending now, you know, besides your uh, current affairs, just everything else as far as products, celebrities, different things. It constantly changes. Things get hot and things, you know, it's like, uh, you know, things uh, reshow themselves, you know. Speaking of things getting hot, uh, I'm about to lay it on you again one more time. I've got some questions here that uh, people have sent in. And uh, and so we're going to put you in the hot seat and kind of see what you come Go up with. And, and and really, we 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 talk about influencers, and we have influencers on our shows as well. And and you're mm-hmm. you're kind of the 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 influencer in the shadows, if you will. And so uh, people look up to you for your information. So we're going to test that information here, if you don't mind. Go for it. Okay. And before we do that, show us that great shirt that you've got on right now. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's that? isn't that great? <laughs> Limited edition internet traffic. Limited edition. Yeah, we'll start giving some of them out <clears throat> so eventually it. once we can we can all get together in uh, in person. Yeah, or once we can afford them, we'll give them out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, so hey, this question here comes from uh, from Jim, and Jim's from Oklahoma City. And the okay. cool thing about that is we get questions from all over the world that they, they come in. We've got right. questions from Ireland and Morocco and, and all kinds of different places. So this is from, from Jim from Oklahoma City, which is mm-hmm. kind of a foreign country, if you will, in some cases. So Jim says he's got a small moving company. What's his best way to get more customers? Good question. Google. Um, Google Maps has a really good program where you can get the local um, 
lo local search results, but also just Google listings, you know, moving companies near me, um, you know, and anything that's at the zip code you're looking for. And I would do a, um, <clears throat> a call, uh, a campaign that has a phone number on it. So I wouldn't specifically do a call campaign. I would do one that actually has the ad copy <clears throat> along with a phone number. We found a lot more success doing that than running um, just uh, paper call or call only uh, options. So that, that would be the easiest. You can control the hours you want to run your ad. You can control how much you want to spend, obviously, the hours, the days of the week, et cetera. So that, that's, that's what I would do. Uh, the second thing I would do is make sure I have an overflow, meaning that if I can't pick up the phone and none of my associates can pick up the phone, that I have an answering service or somebody that can pick it up. Because what does tend to happen with Google is it sends uh, traffic in tranches or tranches. Um, where you may get five calls all at once and then no calls for the next hour. So you want to be prepared for that so those calls aren't dropping. So I would definitely have a, a bit of a contingency plan there, whether it goes to a grasshopper number, like a, uh, a voicemail number or something, but just so those calls are picked up and you yeah. can then follow up with them. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, can you take one more? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Absolutely. So so this comes from Neil and Neil's from Albuquerque. So we guess we're getting the Southern states here. Albuquerque. And it says, uh, I'm thinking about starting an online business with a few of my friends. What are your thoughts on partnerships? Oh, that's a wow. good question. That is a good question. Um, I've been involved in a lot of JVs over the 24 years I've been doing this. Um, I think that the biggest thing to consider is who's going to do what in the partnership. I mean, it's great to, to work with your friends. I mean, most of the people that I work with are my friends as well. Um, like even you, John, I mean, I know you don't consider me a friend, but I consider you one. Um, but there's still that, that level of professionality that you have to maintain, um, you know, when it's business, right? So we can have the fun hat and then we can have the business hat. Um, I think uh, a lot of what happens and a lot of friendships get ruined over business because the expectations aren't laid out from the beginning. So if you lay your expectations out from the beginning, that would be the first thing. And understand it's not like, hey, I have this new business idea. Everybody come along for the ride. I mean, like you, you include people. It's, John, you want to be a part of this business? What, what value are you going to add and what are you going to be responsible for? Jim, do you want to be a part of this business? What value? And really understand the roles and see who you need in the company because otherwise you'll start a company with 10 of your friends and then see there's actually only two or three of your friends that are actually working then the resentment sets in and then you have a, you know, a legal battle, et cetera, could ensue. So I'd be really careful um, on setting expectations first. You know, they say people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. So I'd spend more time understanding everybody's um, capabilities, what they can do and how to, uh, how, how it can work. That would, that would be as far as the structure. Um, <clears throat> there's so many structures. I'd, I'd ask a tax advisor as far as depending on if you're going to do a C-Corp, an LLC, a limited partnership. There's so many structures out there. It's really um, impossible without understanding what type of business it is, what type of write-offs they're going to need, et cetera. There's, there's, it's too broad of a question for me to give a very intelligent answer on from, from the formation standpoint. Well, and, and I think you're right. And one of the things that, that I look at is, is don't have five people that, that that all are floor sweepers. Get a floor sweeper. Right. Get a carpenter. Get a right. you know, uh, get a buyer. Get people that do different things, and that then everybody has 
they're an expert in the in the arena that they do in. And then I always write stuff down on a piece of paper, uh, kind of an MOU type thing. Yeah. Not so much as a as a contract, but then now we've got a piece of paper we could look at to remind us of what we promised or what our right, correct as well, and uh, and then uh, and then kind of move into the more formal structure, if you will, and find out mm -hmm. who's gonna who's gonna go by the wayside, who's gonna stick with you, who's gonna be a flake, and who's gonna contribute. Right. Well, exactly. So so an M MOU memorandum of understanding basically would just <coughs> outline. So I'd start building that first, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> along with your potential partners and. At that point, some of your potential partners may already self-select themselves out, meaning that you're not going to see that there's really a lot of value that they can add. Um, but you know, it, it's 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 really just planning, and I've had a lot of partnerships go really, really well, and I've had some go not so well. So it, it's it's planning and understanding. And the last thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, when you partner with somebody, you're basically getting into bed with that person, you're a part of their liabilities, what they do. So you do have to be selective about who you partner with. You know, a case in point, let's say you and I did a partnership, John, with, you know, all your prior felonies. If we went to go apply for a bank loan, your felonies would pop up and then we get declined. Even though I'm squeaky clean, we get declined because of you. So that's, that's a joke. But the, the reality is that's the type of stuff that you have to worry about is knowing the past I actually had a, a deal that I almost got into where then the person told me that they, they had a felony, the CEO, and I had to walk away from it because yeah. it doesn't uh, it doesn't work then. Um, I know we're going to hit a lot of hurdles along the way. So um, okay. that's the advice I have. Well, good, good advice. And, uh, and you never know, you got to be ready on the hot seat because I may be taking these questions from people. Not making as much money as you want on the net. The internet traffic kings are by far your best bet. 24 years at the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes, look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The internet traffic kings. Well, as always, uh, we've got segments to our show, and each of the segments gets more exciting than ever. And, of course, nothing can get more exciting than having the big dog, Bennett Kelly, on the show. And you can reach him at uh, internetlawcenter.com. Net and uh, and he'll consult with you as well. Big dog, how are you, man? Good to see you guys. Happy Canada Day today, July first. Right. We're yeah. taping on is Canada Day. Happy they're, Canada Day. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, equivalent of Fourth of July. Well, Eddie, which I think they, they they might have a better celebration than us by the way things look now, huh? Yeah. Actually, the government did something interesting. They circulated ways that you can celebrate virtually. They have a. Uh, a link for how to do a kind of a, a VR um, fireworks display. Oh, interesting. And uh, yeah, so. it. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but man, they're blowing fireworks off every night here in Las Vegas. As well. Yeah, me, me too. In Malibu, they do them and they do them late at night. So of course, when my, my six-year-old Gianna is sleeping, you know, she wakes up screaming and even my 24-year-old uh, <laughs> daughter, you know, because they, they, they do them right at the beach, so they're right over my house, so they'll come up and do really loud, you know. Yeah. We, have yeah, a, we have a bomber in our neighborhood, and like as you said, they do it late at night, which yeah. then sets off the car alarms, which right. then sets off all the dogs, and... <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, but, but anyway, since, uh, you know, as we're kind of getting into, into the summer, it looks like things are still going to be on really almost full lockdown, Bennett, and... Uh, 
Yeah, there's you've been following some laws that are that are due to kick in place here this month. And what's the update on those? So um, is now July 1st, which means that the state of California attorney general is allowed to begin enforcement actions on California privacy law. And so this was the date they just issued their final regs just about two weeks ago. So, I mean, it is somewhat ridiculous that they're going to start enforcing an action that whose reg has only been final have only been finalized for a couple of weeks. But um, the one hiccup for the attorney general is if um, he comes after you, John, and um, I think he did, we talked about him. He's calling you. No, just kidding. But um, <laughs> what, what he can do is give you a notice and you have 30 days to comply. And only then, if you fail to comply, can he really go after you for anything significant, oh. unless there's a data breach. That's the only exception. Now, the other thing we talked about that the whole privacy law came about as a result of uh, Alistair McTaggart wanting to put on a, a ballot initiative on privacy on the ballot, mm-hmm. and um, and he was had enough signatures to get it done, and then they reached a compromise with the legislature, and this is what we have. Well, he is now qualified, basically, California Consumer Privacy Act version two on the ballot. And um, it's been confirmed he qualified. So I don't know whether that means we're going to have another round of negotiations with the legislature before time expires or whether this is, you know, we're actually going to, you know, have California voters decide on, you know, complex issues of privacy based on, you know, 30 second commercials. And just in layman's terms, in 30 seconds or less, Bennett, can you break down exactly what the CCPA is? Sure. So um, the California Consumer Privacy Act is kind of a comprehensive privacy act, kind of not as extreme as the European um, GDPR, but it requires you to make certain disclosures. In addition, give people the ability to opt out of selling their information to find out um, what information about them you share, um, things of that nature. So it's that's the, the main thrust of it. And the, the threshold is you have to have um, over so much in revenue, you know, five million in revenue, and, um, and that's really that's how. And that's five million in revenue. I think I asked this uh, previous. Yeah. Time. that's five million in revenue for your company, not just in revenue generated from the state of California. Is that correct? Right. And let me, and let me double check that uh, number, but yeah, it, it, there's, there's three ways that can be triggered. One is based on, on the number, if you, uh, number of uh, data points you, you sell or share mm-hmm. revenue. And, um, and so, but the, yeah, so July one is now able to be enforced. Um, there's been a lot of people unhappy about it just because, they haven't really finalized the regs just until recently. Right. Well, that's good. that's great. Now, uh, I'm in Nevada, so can I be in jeopardy at all for being in? Well, Nevada? I mean, so it, it, do you do you use data of California consumers? And um, um, so, California can enforce a non-California company, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you're doing, basically, that's the problem. You know, that's the the depending on perspective, but that's one of the issues for California is that it regulates the U.S. by doing this. Now, Nevada actually right. has a law that requires you to give the opportunity to opt out, and um, it's not as stringent as California's, but um, you know they they have a law as well. 
uh, that was only recently. All and right. That What's that? Do you know what that's called? I don't know the name. It was just a statutory provision. Mm. And um, it allows consumers the ability to opt out of having their um, identities you know, sold to third parties. So from a uh, company or an advertiser's end, they need to maintain a database of their consumers that the consumer can then search and, <clears throat> and potentially opt to remove their information from that database. Is that pretty much the gist Yeah, of it? I think so. Going forward, the, the European GDPR, yep. um, a lot of it involves data mapping and that you understand you know what you where you got data and who who it's been shared with right and you know where that's that's where we're going here um, it's a be a good practice to start mapping your data where you got it from mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know who it's shared with because that that type of information may be requested um, okay. now you know, in one of our up- upcoming shows, we're going to talk about lead generation. We talk about that a lot. So if you generate these leads, are you susceptible or or could you get in trouble from generating these leads and using them? No, and it's not so much gen- generating leads are fine. It's just you have to have certain privacy practices. You know, if you're subject to the act, you, know, you need to disclose what your privacy practices are. You need to disclose them truthfully and accurately. And, um, and then you allow consumers the ability to opt out of, of sharing their information. When you say disclosed, is it disclosed on your privacy statement or exactly. does it have to be, it doesn't have to be front statement. and center because I've, I've no. seen a lot. It doesn't. No, but okay. um, California, you know, the California law does have a thing where you have to have like a, um, some statement on the homepage saying, you know, a link for don't, don't sell my information. Okay. So if you had a link toward the bottom of your page, don't sell my information. And then it links out to something where they can they can search. Yeah, it. they can see. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, because I've, I've seen a lot of companies do very prominent, especially now spending time, a lot of time here in California, where they just pop up. So it takes you know a quarter of the page, and from a marketing perspective, well, that's that's partly responsible in response to the uh, the European statement and right. um, requiring a disclosure about cookies. That's that's really what that's about. God, so that's only GDPR. So that that really shouldn't show to me in California. Technically, if they were doing it right, well, then, they're just um, being. You know, I, I think yeah, it's just a, it's their choice from a programming yeah. perspective. But yeah, sure. okay. Um, and so, okay. and I can provide a link that you can include in show notes that has Great. a summary of the California law. Great, that'd be awesome. So, what else is coming up that we kind of see around the horizon? Look into that crystal ball a little bit, and uh, and uh, um, and give us a, a quick. Uh, uh, two or three minute uh, uh, idea of what maybe is going to come up on some of our future shows. So on our future shows, we talked a little bit about uh, a LinkedIn, a decision involving LinkedIn and a company called HiQ. And HiQ was scraping um, data from the LinkedIn site to then contact and market um, for job listings. And um, went to the LinkedIn was threatening to block them. And so um, HiQ went to court and sued and, and actually won uh, and won the Ninth Circuit. And basically what the, the issue here was, it's still ambiguous whether you can do data scraping because technically it is an argument that it can be trespass. The problem with a, a simple statutory trespass is, you know, there's no automatic attorney's fees and how do you prove damages 
that's mm-hmm. tough. And so people don't make that claim, but they do try to make claims as under you know, federal or state computer crimes laws, which have attorney's fees provisions and have you know, civil penalties. So then right. that makes it easier. And the, the California, for LinkedIn, the, the case was that um, you know, it didn't qualify as under the um, Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. And right now pending is a, a petition for the Supreme Court to review that decision. And uh, awesome. high Q's opposition is due in a couple of weeks. And it's quite, this could be argued before the Supreme Court next term. So are the courts open right now, Bennett? Oh, yes. I have, I've argued two motions in the last week. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing it by phone. Oh, you're doing it by phone. Got and I, I do have an in-person hearing in, um, in court in 10 days, but most of it's by. And, do you and, think that's going to affect uh, having to wear a mask? Do you think that's going to affect your performance in a sense of um, the judge or if it's a jury not being able to see your facial expressions and not being able to convey your message? I testified in court uh, on a, in a proceeding and um, <clears throat> you didn't have to wear a mask because the, the witness stand was far enough away from the judge, which was far okay. enough away. And so there that wasn't required. Sure. And so that depends. And what the LA court system, it may even be statewide in California, they're implementing a system that actually will ultimately allow video conference. Oh, nice. And I don't know if you saw some of the stories, <laughs> but, um, you know, there were some abuses of lawyers and video conferencing with courts. One guy was actually um, dialing in in his bed in his pajamas. And uh, <laughs> kind of like you do. That's right. Yeah, exactly. pretty much. I mean, if Bennett stands up right now, we're just going to see his boxers. We know. Yeah. And, and, and the slippers. And the Speaking slippers. Speaking of boxers, yeah. uh, <laughs> if you guys want to get in touch with Bennett, you can get in touch with him at uh, internetlawcenter.net. And uh, anyway, the big dog's with us. Stay on the porch wearing his mask. Bennett Kelly, thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks, Bennett. And I'll tell you, the guests just seem to get better and better as we go along. And then our next guest is, of course, no exception to that. He happens to have won an AFI Award at the Virtual Digital Trade Show. And he's with us today to talk all about it, shine up that AFI a little bit and talk about his company. Gives me good pleasure to welcome Matt Ferrari. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. This is me shining the virtual AFI. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. So, nice. Great. Well, you 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 have several companies. Let's count them down. Here, I, I, here. Tell us I'll just little. hand you that one. There's, there's, there you go. Basically, Kevin gets to hold on to it for this week, then he'll pass it on. That's to right. Yeah. Then we'll pass it on to me. Group, group share as well, and so we'll kind of group share it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, tell us about your companies and what you're doing. And you've uh, since the last time we spoke, you've got a whole heck of great stuff going on. Share with us if you wouldn't mind. Sure. I, you know, it goes way back, guys. I started 21 years ago doing affiliate marketing. Um, I built a, a little network called ROI Rocket a long time ago. And 10 years ago, I started um, Smarter Chaos. So that's where the journey I'm on right now is um, building Smarter Chaos, which is a digital customer acquisition agency. And um, while I was doing that, I had nothing else to do. So I uh, started She is Media, Deal Taker, Elite Media Partners and a host of other things. But um, those are the four main ones that I'm currently working on right now. They all fall in the digital marketing space, all based on customer acquisition. They all have different um, business models. Uh, One is an agency, one is a network, 
one is actually an affiliate and one is an affiliate um, rep agency that works for the affiliate. So I got a little bit of, of, of everything. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's uh, you're 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 in the influencer space as well, which is really kind of coming on like a storm right now. Did you plan on that, or did you just back into that? You know, we used to call influencers affiliates back in the day, and then yeah. and then that sort of uh, tripped into bloggers, right? We we changed right. from calling it affiliate networks to blogger networks, and and then most recently we started calling it influencer networks. I guess I tripped into it from the sense that I tripped over the word and, and we sort of adopted it. Um, you have to treat influencers differently. So I'm not saying they're the same thing. That's not what I'm right. saying at all. But what I'm saying is that what we collectively have all been good at is capitalizing on the new mediums that are available out there. So mm -hmm. as Instagram came on strong or Twitch is happening, yep. people are capitalizing on those medias. And, and, and guess what? We're finding a way to pay for performance on that media, and it happens to be calling it influencer. Right. So, Kevin, you you you're around that space as well too. Mm -hmm. What's your comments on that? Uh, I mean, I've I've been <clears throat> working with a couple of key influencers. Obviously, uh, the big jackpot that we had on the show. I think it was show two. Two, yeah. Um, yeah. And congratulations with, to him for passing seven hundred fifty thousand followers on YouTube, man. Two hundred and fifty thousand, but yeah, we'll we'll say. Oh, I thought it was seven fifty. I misread the screen. Yeah, no, nah, two two fifty, but still, that that's that's a really big accomplishment, and uh, he's going to celebrate that by gambling two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in Vegas on five thousand dollars spin slot machine. Um, but uh, yeah, what I what I've learned <clears throat> not just with him, but we've got Scott Reich, one of our attorneys, that uh, he's got CrimeTalkSearch.com. Um, and a crime talk YouTube channel where he gets about a thousand view, a thousand live views per day, and then he cycles through about nine to ten thousand a day. Um, what I've learned is the um, it's got to be personalized because the fans are actual fans of that brand and of that person. So if you personalize your offers to that fan base, you're going to see a much higher success rate. So we've seen anywhere from six to ten times the response rate on a general offer by adding the, the influencer's face to it and just having them mention it live during their broadcast and get involved with the product. Absolutely. Um, Everybody knows that we buy things word of mouth, right? Like, yeah, for I sure. Think, I mean, this podcast here, um, you know, you guys mentioned something, people go check it out. You guys yeah, are influencers, right? So absolutely. And I think going back to the blogger uh, comment, Matt, we're using the same philosophies, right? Because when you wanted a really big blogger a few years ago, what would you do? You'd send them product. And yeah. say, could you review my product? So we're doing the same thing with the influencers. We're getting product in their hands. Um, but, you know, the, the, the secret to the sauce, you know, they say it, it's, you know, a bit of science and a bit of, of art is finding what's going to match and resonate with their, with their users. Right. You know, you can't take, you know, a bunch of gamblers on the big jackpot and sell them hand soap. We actually tried that yesterday. It failed miserably, but we, we kind of figured it would. Um, well, I'm going to put a big disclaimer out to your listeners. Yep. What doesn't work is you can't just spam influencers with links and say, I've got the hottest payout and the best product and go ahead and support me. That never worked in affiliate marketing. It doesn't work in influencer. Right. And so you really have to cultivate the relationship with the influencer and you've yes. really, you've got to get them so that they authentically support the product. And with that authentic voice, whether it's through sending a product, giving them an experience, doing anything, that really gets them on the team of the brand. Yeah. 
um, that's really where it's at. So it does, it is an art. I think you're right. It's, it's really back to people skills. Remember those things that we, yeah. we all, you know, relied right, on yeah. back in the day. Used to do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we got to influence the influencers. That's right. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. So the big, adding on to your warning, the big mis misnomer is people think that, you know, if they got Kim Kardashian to, to promote their product, it'll be an instant success. Not really, because you might get a lot of sales, you might get a lot of exposure, but it's still, if you're not going after her key demographic and it's not resonating with her, her viewers, they're not going to be, it's not going to be a good consumer. And she, so risks, I, she risks alienating her followers, which makes her next campaign. Absolutely. And you're, you're, you're 100% right. The influencer has to buy in on the product. So we'll send our influencers different VIP packs from different products and say, what do you like? And let's go and let's promote that as opposed to just being like, here, here, Matt, you know, promote this Red Bull. Here you go. And you're but Kevin, I don't like Red Bull. No, 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 promote it. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, you know, Red Bull is a sponsor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but the, the, because I'm you're, then it, bears. Yeah. My sponsor is, is a bear. There, there you go. Yeah, that, that paint by numbers set came out really good, by the way. I, thank I you, love thank it. I, I think I got to buy one of those too. That's really good. I've been admiring it. You watch that guy uh, on uh, on PBS every every Saturday morning. You can do stuff like that. Is that Bob is that Ross? guy still on? Are you talking about Bob Ross? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, is that guy still on? Really? No, he's yeah. not around. He's he's dead, but he's still yeah. on. Yeah, they're still they're still he's stuff. he's still living way way beyond, huh? I have a pair of Bob Ross socks, by the way. It's a true story. Wow. That's a, a story for another day, though, Matt. And we want to thank you so much for, for your AFI Award. And uh, people need to get in touch with it. Let's tell, let's tell them what you can do for them and how to get in touch with you. Sure. You can follow us at Smarter Chaos, of course, our corporate stuff. But if you want to follow me personally and see what I'm talking about and what I'm thinking, it's at Chief of Chaos at, on all the different channels, um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. Or um, you can just go to chiefofchaos.com. Well, that sounds awesome. Uh, listen, you got tons of stuff going on. Would you come back on the show uh, at another time and and party with us? Absolutely, every every time. That's so go, great. every time. That's Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate it, guys. Well, quick, Father, we did another show, another great show as well. And uh, gosh, I'll tell you, it just seemed to keep getting better and better and better. And we keep promising people that, but. You keep delivering, man. Good job. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's another great guest. Yep, and good we're stuff. Keep keep more guests and more more subjects and and remember, we've got those uh, those T-shirts that are gonna be hot off the press here shortly. So right, send man. us your questions, send us your information, and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll kind of answer your questions that we have. So once again, broadcasting from the campus of UNLV in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm the Big Fabu. I'm John Fondy. We'll see you on the next show. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.